0: Am I on episode eighty-nine? What's wrong with Orny Adams? You know, I notice nobody else introduces what number episode it is on their podcast. Something unique I do. Uh, I tend not to do what most people do, which I think is part of the problem. I'm not part of the algorithm. I'll get into that in a second, but. I have to renew my driver's license in California. I got the notice, the dreaded notice calling me in. I have to go into the DMV, which means they want a picture, which means I now have to worry until I get this picture taken how my face is going to look on that ID for the next 10, I think it's 10 years, or is that passports? I, I, I'm now in driver's license picture diet mode. But here's here's the confusing or what makes no sense to me? I have to pay forty-one dollars to renew my license. What does this fee mean? What is $41? It's like a non fee. Like, why not just include a free driver's license every few years? A free renewal to all the great citizens of California who pay their taxes. I pay my taxes. You think you could you think you could. Spot me the 41 bucks? Is that asking too much for all the taxes I pay? And you might say, well, well, Orny, uh, not everybody gets a driver's license. And that is true. But not everybody has kids in school and we still pay taxes. My taxes still go to the schools. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Well, that had a little delayed start there. This is, oh, I'll let it play. New theme by The Fold. Couple of brothers. This is a band out of Chicago. He's got great big eyes. I encourage everyone to. What's his name, Dan? One of them's name is Dan. I just found out. I encourage everybody to cover my theme, my What's Wrong with Only Adams theme, the original theme by my buddy Harlan Williams. But this is The Fold. This is a real band. Listen to that production. I think these guys did the music for like the Legos movie or Legos Project. I've got to look into it, but the fold, they're all over the place. What's wrong with Orny Adams is he wants to reform how we pay for our driver's licenses. Thanks, guys. I love it. I love it. And if you watched the last episode, which is up on YouTube with Adam Carolla, you'll see at the end, they actually put together a video of the song they made. So I really appreciate it. I met them after a show at the Improv here in Los Angeles. They said, we're we're in a band. I said, well, you got to cover my theme. And then it took about eight months. But they did it, and I appreciate it. It sounds better than I could have imagined. I think when I ask people to cover my theme, what I'm not conveying is it doesn't have to be perfect like that. That that's unbelievable. They put a lot of time into that. These guys are artists. They're musicians. They can sing. I I'm expecting people to just do some sort of like scratch audio thing. Like the one my friend Kirk did. Uh, And yeah, I have played his theme several times. Anyway, uh, this week, let's see what's going on. I I, I'm planning on taking a vacation. Don't tell anybody because I don't know what to do. Again, I don't like to take vacations, mainly because vacations usually mean warm weather. Warm weather usually means I have to take my shirt off. I don't like that. I've already told the people I will be with, please, no pictures when my shirt is off. I'm not I'm not kidding. I feel that uncomfortable. I've felt this my entire life. I've never felt comfortable... With my appearance, I don't know what you see. I see something completely different, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I go to the gym. Doesn't seem to make any difference at all. It's like I'm treading, I'm treading in this water with these. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I went to the gym yesterday. I leave the. I go to the gym because, okay. Let me let me back up. Let me slow down. Let me relax. I did a show Saturday night at the Ice House. I'm going to play you a clip at the end of me going after people in the front row who actually aren't in the front row because they chose not to show up for the show. They bought tickets. It was sold out. Every seat purchased. They didn't show up. So I go after them. This show was off the hook. I'm going to play this this clip at the end and sort of comment on it. The show was off the hook. I mean, it was like it was like shooting a special again. Everybody was, they were cheering. They were stomping their feet at one point when I was repeating a line over, I'm going, all the fish are dead. All the fish are dead. And everyone's like, the whole place was rocking. All the fish are dead. All, they're all repeating, all the fish are dead. All the fish are dead. It was nuts. And I thought, these people are with me this feels good. And then I take the content and I break it up and I put it out on social media and nobody cares. I'm pretty close to abandoning TikTok. I used to get hundreds of thousands of views. Now I get 2000 views on a video. Guess who didn't change? Me. Guess what changed? TikTok. Now when TikTok first started and same with Instagram, They followed about a couple months later. They saw the success of TikTok. They were actually paying people like me for content. The more views we got, we made money. Now, I noticed the other day I was scrolling just to see what the competition is up to. And all of a sudden I saw one of my videos. I'm like, why is my video on the feed? Why is my video on the feed? And then I saw... Promote this video. I thought TikTok now wants me to do what Facebook used to do pay for me to get people that follow me to watch the video. If you follow me, you should get my video automatically. Facebook used to do this too. They hold your followers hostage, and I have to pay a ransom to release to release you to see my content. This is absurd, and I object to it, and I don't know what the solution is. But I'm going to tell you something else. Most of these views are crap. I know, I know comics that have millions of followers, millions of views, and it's not selling a single ticket. One, not one, not one, not a single ticket. Okay, maybe a single, maybe 10, maybe 20, but they're not selling out. Because these are phantom fake views. They're meaningless. This is all meaningless. But I I wake up after my show Saturday night and I take, I hired a videographer. That's why I was upset. I hired a videographer and, and the front row's not even filled up. And I have a videographer. He's got two cameras. The house has two cameras. We have three audio sources. I blend it all together. I don't give anybody, I don't give anybody my files, meaning when the videographer, I hire this person, they shoot it. I take the SD drives home with me and the audio because my content is very valuable and I don't want it leaking out there. I'll disseminate what I choose to disseminate. But that means I have to get up Sunday morning and I have to upload all this stuff, process this stuff, color correct this stuff, balance audio, and then start editing. And the videographer, Aaron, helped me with some of the color correction remotely. I posted a video by about 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. on Sunday. In fact, the uh, feature act commented on social media. She said, wow, you have have the the best Sunday game I've ever seen. Sunday? I'm like, Sunday game? There are are no days of the week with me. I I work nonstop. I work nonstop. That's why me going on a vacation and taking my shirt off I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to do on vacation. I don't know how to unwind. The editing is unwinding. I enjoy it. I love editing. I love making cuts. I love taking problems. I taught myself how to, uh, you know, like on a TikTok vertical video, how to, how to have the camera follow me frame by frame. I taught myself that. I enjoy this. And it's a puzzle. Editing is a puzzle. There's always something that's wrong. In fact, in the Adam Corolla podcast, over there behind him, there was a cord hanging down that should have been out of the shot. And that was my mistake. And I had to digitally remove that. But I taught myself. And I like that. I enjoy that. And it gets my adrenaline going. And a- I edited. I edited. I uh, put a clip up right away of me going after a 22-year-old young man Who interrupted the show trying to be funny and me correcting him how hard it is to be funny. It's really a fun moment. And then I put up a clip of me uh, giving advice to that, uh, that young man again, telling him, never throw out. And this is the truth. Never throw out anything from your childhood. Okay, case in point, I I got this, like, ColecoVision imitation thing because I threw out my original one, and now I want this memory. But your parents at some point, I'm telling you, kids, your parents at some point, they're going to tell you, clean out the attic, and I say don't do it. Hoard, become a hoarder, save everything. Thank God I rescued my original Apple Plus computer, and I have it in my garage. Probably got drenched with these rainstorms, but I have it. I have it. I saved it. I don't know why I keep it out there. And now I'm thinking that's it's a valuable thing. Should have kept it in my parents' attic. But all this stuff, and I told this kid, I said, what's going to happen is you get to a certain age, you think, oh, I, this stuff is junk. I don't want it anymore. You throw it out. 10 years later, you end up having to buy it back. You, you buy everything from your child or back. It's really 20 years. You, you, in your 20s, you throw everything out. In your 40s, you better make enough money to buy it back. That's all I'm saying for, for everyone who says, Oh, Oh, you, uh, your parents want you to clean your stuff out, get it out of your closet. Don't you, don't you want to get rid of your Snoopy? No, 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 you don't save everything. You want the nostalgia of the happy days when things were easy going. At least that was my case. I, I I'm Lucky I had a good childhood. I'm a little sweating here. I'm in Big Yellow here in Los Angeles. My Shasta, which people mistake for my home. But whatever. You can think I live here. What do I, what do I care? What do I care? So what I do is I edit. Then at about 11, I think, I'm going to go to the gym. And it's a mistake. Anytime I leave the house, it's a mistake. Because then I run into people. So first thing is, was it Monday or two? It was Monday because we had the storm Sunday. So I, I go out and I'm driving down one of the hills and they've stopped traffic because boulders and debris have come down the hill. It has to be removed. And so what they do is they stop one lane and they're doing construction and they're letting cars come up and then they'll stop the lane from coming up and they'll let us drive down that lane. So one of us is driving on the wrong side of the street. We're all lined up. We're stopped. There's a guy who's got the stop sign. Everybody's obeying this guy. Nice. Very glad that these people are cleaning up our streets. Until one one douche in a Porsche decides they're too good to wait in that line. And they decide to drive down the wrong side. Now they're going to head right into the people coming up. And the Guy with the sign had to run out and go, oh, 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 pull over. Now, why this person in the Porsche thought they were better than us and didn't have to wait in line, I don't know. But if everybody did that, we wouldn't have a society anymore. And then I get to the gym, and, I, and I've never seen this before. Just when you think, I can't see anything else. I've seen everything, right? A guy walks in with, I thought it was a lion. It, it was a dog striped, it must have been part lion. Striped like a lion, huge. And people were like, well, is this a service dog? Yeah, the service is ego. I took a picture. I couldn't believe it. And I thought, what if everybody in that gym, everybody brought their dog? It wouldn't work. People need to stop being selfish. I can't, the injustice of those two things make me not want to leave the house. The fact that one person couldn't wait in that line unless there was some sort of medical emergency, which I doubt it was because the person was driving a Porsche. (laughs) I just can't, I can't take it. What is wrong with people? This is why society has broken down. Nobody cares about it. Nobody cares about the rules anymore. Rules don't apply to them. And maybe it's a Los Angeles thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. Down more and more in this city. Definitely the attitude. I don't know what's going on. Never seen such, uh, so many unqualified narcissists in my life. So many people walking around with egos. And I'm like, what have you done? What have you done? Because I don't walk around, you know, like peacocking. I'm chill. I'm chill. And I was on stage the night before at the Ice House, sold out, rocking that place. By the way, I'm returning to Bellflower, California in September. I'm returning to the Comedy and Magic Club again in September. I In October, I'm going to Cleveland. I'm, the, I'm at the Agora Theater in Cleveland. I'm, I'm back in uh, Irvine, California, December 8th through 10th. Then I'm playing a theater in Michigan. And then I'm going to Chicago, Chicago, the uh, improv. So tickets are on sale now. Go to ornyadams.com slash tour. Also, if you want to email me ever, it's what's wrong at ornyadams.com. I'm starting, uh, in regards to social media and TikTok, I'm starting to get a kick out of the low views. I'm actually just like, I don't care anymore because I see the videos that are getting views and I think they must be promoting. And I think it's such, it's a lot of it's garbage. A lot of it's garbage. And what it is, is my content's very different. I don't do the graphics in TikTok or in Instagram. I'll be right there. I do it. I'm coming. I do it uh, on a editing program, Final Cut, and then I put it out on all these different... So, so I'm sure right there they're already angry that I'm not using their software. But this is what I've noticed. And think about this. Because everybody is playing to the algorithm. What's going on is everybody is starting to sound the same. The voiceover sound the same. Every podcast video starts with Did you see the story about, or did you did you see that clip where the like I, I'm just noticing? And so these algorithms or robots are making us all the same. That's boring. So people are just sitting there flipping going, I just want to see the same thing. I want to see the same formula, which is the, which is why like stuff like rock and roll is so formulaic. People love formulas. Well, I don't play into the formula. So what happens to people like me? Well, you come see me live and the show is unbelievable. But for some reason, it doesn't translate online. I can't figure it out. I can't. Uh, the episode before Adam Carolla and people love, love Orny Adams and Adam Carolla. You can see me on his podcast today. I'm also on Adam Ferrara's podcast uh, this week, and that's out. I'm with all the Adams, but Adam Carolla and I look at the comments, all the on, on all social media, under his videos, my videos. People like us together. We're very different, but yet we're we're similar in many ways. I I enjoy our conversations, I I really do, and I I hope we uh, well we will continue doing more. Absolutely, the episode before that, the episode before that was on penoplasty, right? Penal enlargements, and my friend Tom called, and he said, I actually I listened to your episode, I actually saw that doctor in Los Angeles about getting this penis. Enlargement. I go, what? And he told me the whole story was crazy. It was I should call I should call him. I should call him right now. Let me see if he picks up. And see if he can tell the story. Let me see if this works. Okay, good.
1: Hi, what's up? Yo, what's up? Hey, I just—I I mean, I—I well, I, am in rehearsal. Oh, you I are? Oh, yeah, I just figured it had to be something important, as I grabbed it. No, I'm just—I'm rec-
0: recording my podcast, and I was just about to tell the story about the pinoplasty doctor, <laughs> oh, and I wanted God. you to—I wanted you to tell it on the podcast. Oh, f- Don't swear.
1: Wait, I, oh, are you on the podcast? Am I on the podcast? Yeah, you're on yeah. right
0: now, but that's fine. I can I can delete anything. Oh, well, I
1: can tell you. I can, oh well, I mean, the penis guy was. I went in. I went in. Do you want me to start with it now? Then
0: yeah. Why did you go in? What did uh, did
1: you feel? Well, I
0: went in because
1: I went into the penis plastic guy because I was on Facebook one day and I was scrolling down and somehow popped up on my Facebook feed this penis plastic guy and I had never plastic. Pl- how do you say penis plastic guy? Penis and I had never. Yeah. And I have what was it? plastic. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, we're not going to get this enlargement because, you know, maybe mine isn't small. But anyway, I, but I did want to plastic. I didn't want it necessarily enlarged. So anyway, um, I, 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 I let it pass. And then it popped up again. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm going to call the guy because I had never heard of this. And yeah. it sounded like a great deal to me. So uh, even though there's no price on it, you know, who cares? Uh, bigger penis has no price. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I um, called him mm-hmm. and I got in. I had to wait quite a while and I got in and I went up there. It was on Wilshire, as I remember, but I could be wrong. But I believe it was in Wilshire, one of those like medium high-rise buildings. And I went up and it was a regular looking kind of Kinda of like a dentist office, you know, clean, nice, beige, maybe a little teal. And <laughs> but there were a bunch of gay guys in there. And I remember there was one two gay guys and they were holding hands.
0: And I said, Wow, this is really like a trip. And were there uh, any 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 straight people in there from your assessment? <sighs> well, everybody nobody
1: was giving anybody out the eye. Nobody wanted to be seen. So, yeah, why don't they uh, you, have you, separate
0: waiting rooms? Like a Nobody psychologist to,
1: office. Yeah, no one wanted to look up and and meet meet anyone. you know what I mean. So, It'd be funny if you um, saw
0: somebody you were dated, and you're like, oh, good, you, t- you you should be here,
1: or or like your high school teacher. or something. Yeah. So yeah.
0: anyway, um, but wait a minute before got you get into, were you corner. were you unhappy with the size? Of your member? No, no, no.
1: I wanted more, more, more. Remember these fine Elements? How do you like it? How do you like it? More, more, more. more. Okay. I just wanted to see, you know? Okay. You were I mean, curious. I, to I was curious. I, I, and I wanted, maybe I wanted, maybe, well, anyway, so I go in mm-hmm. and I remember this guy and I, I thought they were going to ask me to take down my pants and measure it or something and look at it, you know? Yeah. To see if I was a candidate. Right. And it was none of that action at all. I went in, you know. I went in. I made really sure I wore underwear clean and all that. Yeah. And I went in, and uh, and uh, the guy, you know, I filled out a form. You know, it was yeah. stupid, boring questions. A HIPAA form. I don't think there was anything relating to penis and on it. And I went in, and I said, oh, and the guy walked in. I he had very short gray hair, kind of like crew cut. You know. And this is overweight. the doctor.
0: This is the doctor elist or something the guy i talked about yeah i article. don't remember his
1: name but it, when you said his name on the podcast okay, that's the guy okay we see what i found peculiar about it was i had never heard about it before. Mm-hmm. and how could this be i have never heard about this because you know i've had quite a bit of not i mean i don't think you even know because i don't look like if i've had cosmetic surgery like i looked fat suction and i had my eyes done and you know not, not too much but some fillers I, i've done that i'm not right. afraid of that right and I've had four hair transplants, for God's sake. But it's all worked well. And I thought, well, <laughs> if, if this works as well as they've worked, yeah. you know, it made my face look better. What the hell? So anyway, um, so um, I uh, I went in and filled out my form. There was a guy there. Uh, and just, he takes your blood pressure. And I thought, wow, this is really wild. and Because uh, I mean, what's your blood pressure? Right. So anyway, um, and then the guy came in.
2: The and doctor. I said, you
1: know Yeah, I said, I saw your ad on Facebook and I was curious what you do and, and I thought he was gonna say pull down your pants and get out a measuring stick, whatever right. And uh, and I said I said and he and he just goes and he pulls out this thing. It was like a chrome box. It was very kind of like something you might get, you know, Tesla might like pack the jacket or something. A kind of kind of oh. very modern looking artistic yeah. chrome box. And he opens it. And there are I swear to you, you, there are like four or five silicone uh, sets of two silicone, I want to call them rods. But they look like rectangles. Are they like rectangles? No, no. They're, they're like half circles. As That's I remember. Really? And they, two of them, you, cause you, you need two. They put it in the part of your penis. The, the, the blood goes when you get an erection, they insert it in there. And, and and you can get them in different sizes and widths different lengths and widths what, si- and what size did they recommend for you
0: what size did they recommend then he didn't look at my penis he has the size I wanted
1: which I so- thought was interesting to leave it up to me
0: well you they know? do that with you think, yeah what's
1: the expansion rate you know I mean what if my penis is one inch? could I yeah. get the 9 inch here? But there was. I mean, I looked at the biggest one. I picked it up and the "Thing was so damn heavy." I said, "If I hit somebody in the face with this, thing, you know."
0: And the thing is, and, it stays semi erect. It never, it never comes down. Well, here's the truth of it. So I did. I did
1: look at the whole thing, and you know, and 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 you know, now I, I I'm embarrassed.
0: But he, he said, "You want to take this home with you?" think you. Take the implant home? <laughs> yeah. And what? Sleep <laughs> with it? Under your pillow? <laughs> Did you take
1: it? Yeah, they were pillow, pillow, pillow. How long so, did
0: you? How long? How long was the consultation for? Because in the article they said most of the consultations lasted five minutes.
1: Yeah, I, I'm probably honestly fifteen. I mean, you know, because by the time you get there and he comes in the, oh, it's very brief with the doctor.
0: Yeah. Oh, the so doctor. He
1: said, so yeah. I said. So, so I said. Oh, and then see what I was interested in was the testicles. And and it, you said they give you the free testicles. Well, I don't. No, there's think discount. There's discount. Discount. Discounted. Yeah, they were discount. And they were different sizes too. That excited me. But you know, I got home. Honestly, I got home and I thought about it, and I thought, wait a minute, how is this going to interact with my body? And I know how the penis works. Right. And and when you do get a hard on, there's a lot of blood pressure in that cavernous part of your penis, and cutting that seems like it would be. Uh, compromise where the cut yeah, comes in. Do you know what I mean? It may yeah, yeah, have Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, blood, you get a hard on, and it always has blood anything. square in of didn't And I, it didn't feel like <laughs> it to me because it, does, it never goes fl- flaccid, which to tell you the truth, I mean, it, it does go flaccid, but it just kind of hangs Did, there, which is kind of the look I wanted anyway. Yeah. I didn't really
0: care. Really oh, so there's a look you wanted?
1: <laughs> oh, it was a look. It's a flaccid look I
0: wanted. You know what I mean? <laughs> so funny. All right, listen. One, know, last, one last question. Did they quote a price? It was fifteen thousand dollars. Did that I mean, include the was, testicles? I remember
1: thinking it was yeah. I, 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 the whole
0: kid. It
1: included yeah. the testicles in my mind. Yeah, I mean don't, I mean you can quote me on it, but yeah. I mean you know now it's probably more. But that this was early on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Listen, I know you have to get yeah. back to rehearsal. I just wanted a, the quick story. I think you had said. But the, I still had. Reg-
1: I, I have to tell you, until I heard your podcast, I still had regrets of that. Okay,
0: you know, but now I you don't. Kind of, no, thank you for playing that because
1: I feel like I'm one of the smart ones. Yeah, you know oh, yeah. I really, I really am. I think I mean I don't want to talk bad about the guy because I don't know and I don't, I don't know anything. Like you don't know anything. Only what you hear and what you hear is the bad.
0: Right, right but right. I, 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 I am glad I did. Yeah, I don't think you mess. I, I don't I, think you I, mess. There's some body parts you don't mess with. That's one of them. Yeah, that's one. I of know.
1: Them. And, and, well, I mess with penises, but you know, right. not my own like that. <laughs> that's sure. All
0: right, buddy. Thanks for picking up. Oh uh, man, you're the best.
1: Oh, uh, you're you. the best.
0: All right, cool. Bye. 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 It's my buddy Tom. He uh, had. He had an appointment with that doctor. I think it was doctor Elist. I don't remember the name exactly, but uh, I thought I'd just call him. That wasn't set up. He didn't know I was going to call him. He gets a little excited there. Not not, not much of a story, but uh, something for sure. Uh, a couple of documentaries I've seen. I want to talk about one now, and it's called After the Bite. I watched it on, on HBO Max, and it's about Cape Cod. It's about the beaches I grew up on. Wellfleet Beach. I used to go there every summer as a kid. I have such fond memories. I don't ever remember being scared of getting in the water, but now the sharks are there and they're like right up at the shore. And what I didn't under know was why they're coming. And I, I, I'm just sorry, I'm just catching up on that conversation. It was such a weird switch. I apologize about that, but I just want to I just want to get on to the sharks. Uh, the sharks are there because of overpopulation of the seals. And that's because they stopped, they started protecting the seals starting in like 1973. But in 2018, there was a major shark attack on the beach in Wellfleet. Newcomb, I think called Newcomb Hollow Beach, the beach I grew up on. And this kid was killed. I think it was like early twenties, young, young man. And since then, There has been a division between those that want to go after the seals and the sharks and those that believe you let nature be nature. And guess what? It goes on party lines. Here's a clip of the director, Ivy Maripal. And she's uh, somehow, for some reason, this is on Katie Couric's YouTube page, but I don't hear Katie Couric. But this is the director talking about the documentary.
2: I spent a lot of time on Cape Cod. I have grown up going there to beaches in Wellfleet for years and years. It feels like a second home to me. And I, you know, was quite aware of the arrival of the the sharks, you know, like someone got bit in 2012 but the death of Arthur Medici in the early fall of 2018, I I just noticed a shift in the community. Like, okay, now everyone's scared. And then there was this divisiveness and people kind of falling into somewhat predictable political factions. And so that just, that really piqued my interest. I'm not a nature documentarian. I am very interested in nature and and concerned about climate change and everything, but this is a story about a community grappling with change and uh, people experiencing change and how we all experience that so differently and we approach it so differently. And that change happens to come in the form of these you know, kind of (laughs) terrifying predators.
0: It's scary, all the attacks in New York Massachusetts, Nantucket, Florida, something's going on. And the experts, they don't say it's global warming, but the waters are getting warmer and there's new species migrating to these areas. And what happens, like in this case, where there are seals, and I'm going to give some advice to everybody. If you see a seal in the water, get out. Get out. Because where there's a seal, there's sharks. And you don't want to get mistaken for a seal. That's how you die. But what I thought was really interesting was there was one person in the documentary that said, why do humans think they deserve to be safe in the water? Which is interesting. Why do we feel that? I feel that. I feel that. So Cape Cod is now divided between all these people that believe the seals should be, the population should be uh, whittled down. Like before 1973, they allowed seal uh, hunting and they allowed the, um, killing of the species, but something, something passed it. The Marine Mammal Protection Act protects the seals as well as other marine mammals in the U.S. waters from harassment, hunting, capture, and killing. Can't even harass the seals. Can't even go like, get out of here, go home to play more of this. Uh, I just want to call your attention to it because I thought this was an interesting documentary and I just couldn't believe even shark attacks now with sharks is political.
2: I said when I first started making this film, I I assumed director. that there that there was a global warming component to why uh-huh. the sharks were so prevalent in the you know out in the Outer Cape where they hadn't been before. But shark scientists are not comfortable attributing global warming to that that them being on the outer Cape I am because we know so little about their movements I and mean, they am. go wherever they want so the only thing we could state clearly was that they're coming closer to we're shore having, the- by the
0: way we're having tropical storms in los angeles are there the shark experts are they can they blame that on global warming which is why we're seeing them why there's
2: more interactions with people because of- why are people so afraid of saying global warming The seals. So that became a really fascinating part of the story because it's like, it's a conservation success story. We brought seals back from extirpation, which is extinct in that area. And then they are the reason why the sharks are coming so close. Now that said, the water is warming. There are different species moving- Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, the waters are what? Warming? That
2: sounds like global warming. That sounds like climate change, shark experts. And species coming down south as the polar ice caps melt. But oh, whoa, 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 what's melting? Polar ice caps? Sounds like global warming to me. Really hard to say if the great white sharks are there more because of global warming. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Anyway, I thought it was an interesting documentary. I didn't know what I was getting into. I thought I was just watching something about a shark attack, but then it became it was two different people, and they were interviewing fishermen, like in restaurants I used to eat at, like PJ's. They're interviewing uh, uh, two different groups of people. One want to start killing the seals again so the sharks don't come close to shore, and the other people that are like save the sharks. So it's interesting. I didn't know what I was getting into.
2: Well,
0: you know how many people can go from penoplasty to shark documentaries? But it doesn't feel safe out there. I, when I was a kid, so glad I had these years. Oh, by the way, one time I was in the water and something big bumped up against me and hit me. And I've always wondered if it was a shark or a dolphin or a bluefish Something big hit me and buckled my knees when I was maybe college age, maybe, maybe high school. Used to go to the beach all the time. Didn't feel comfortable taking off my shirt then either. But I used to go all the time. I used to go in the water. Figured you were safe. Safe up to like a I go, sharks I thought sharks aren't gonna come this close, but now though they'll, they'll come in like a foot of water. It's out of control. So I'm so glad I had those years. I will I, I don't go in the water now. I just don't. Like people that surf, people that are near these species, it's just it's not for me. I don't. Uh, 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 that's what's wrong with Orny Adams. I'm afraid to go in the ocean. I'm afraid because he can't see. And you know, a couple of years ago, I was in Cancun. I thought I'm going to be adventurous. I was there working. I jumped into the water. Of course, there was a sign that said "Beware of jellyfish," but I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't take it seriously, and I got swarmed and attacked by jellyfish. And I had I had to lay down on the beach and. The life, they had to blow a whistle, and then all the lifeguards had to come, and a special guy had to come and spray me with something. People, People were taunting me, telling me it was urine. And it was horrible. It was horrible. I'm not meant to go in the water. I'll go a little bit, splash my face. I think I went, when we go to Maine a couple summers ago, I'd go in with my nephew and my father and body surf. But mostly, I'm there just in case I have to, you know, jump in and punch a shark in the face or something. Anyway, I want to thank everybody that listens to this podcast. I hope you're getting something out of it. I hope you are. And I am going to take a uh, a week off and try and relax and enjoy my life. It's not going to work. It's already a disaster. And I have to leave the house for that. I have to get on a plane. Do you see what's going on on planes? They're slamming into runways. There are all these new near misses. I was on one in February in a near miss, and now there seems to be even more near misses. I called attention to it. Did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. So I'm going to play the video. This is me. Where is it? Okay. This is me at the Ice House in Pasadena. And I hired this guy to film it, and I walk into the room. I go, oh, no, the front row's empty. There's six people, three tables, and I'm sure they bought it as a group. Because I look at that seat map when it goes on sale. I see what goes right away. Front row went. That group must have, I assume, were worried about the storm. A lot of people were worried about this storm. For some reason, I didn't worry about it. I've been in tropical storms in Florida. I was worried more about the wind, but I got my hair cut on Saturday. The storm was coming on Sunday here, Hillary. So I went to uh, an upscale supermarket, and rich people were, like, pushing people out of the way. There was, like, storm panic going on. There was storm buying of food. The storm storm was going to last 24 hours at the most. But people freaked out because people people be peopling, I guess. <laughs> and the people, I think, were afraid to come to my show because of the storm. But the storm hadn't even started yet. It's Saturday night. The storm's not coming until the next day. Now, unless these people came from out of town. But here's my deal. Don't buy tickets to a stand-up show and not show, especially if it's the front row. Call the club and say, "Hey, resell the tickets, or can you please seat people in these seats, or whatever." But I'm going to play this clip. This is up on social media. This is one of my many videos that has very few views because I don't play to the algorithm, and I don't think I ever will. I'll retire. I will. I'll never crack this this stuff. That's why I I, I want to thank all the people that subscribe to my Patreon. I want to I want to thank Courtney. I'm not going to say her last name, but her husband is a very famous, or he's in a very famous band. He's a musician, he plays guitar, and they made a sizable donation uh, to shooting my next special. I want to thank, thank all the people that support me. You don't have to. Just listening support supporting. You can support me by sharing my videos with other people, by liking and commenting, by leaving a review if you like it. That, that means the world to me. That does. But I love editing. I'll continue to do it. But it drives me nuts when I put it up there, and I just uh, it doesn't get the traction that other people do. This is me at the uh, Pasadena, and to be clear, this is right. This is five seconds after I walked out on stage. First of all, I want to thank everybody brave enough to come out on the eve of a tropical storm. I'm pointing. I'm pointing to the six people in the front row that didn't show up. You just see a gap. The reverse angle from behind me. People, eight people, did not have the guts. They bought tickets. Oh, there's two more right there. They bought tickets the first day it went on sale, but they don't have the guts like you do to come out. The day before. The day before. We haven't seen a cloud yet. (laughs) And they're too afraid to come up. These people. I want their names, their phone numbers. I want to call them and get to the bottom of why they're not there. You don't buy tickets to the front row and not show up. You don't. That's right. That's right, you don't. Call the club and release your He's tickets. A Hawaiian shirt. He's ready for the That's Gene. Gene comes all my shows in a Hawaiian shirt. Now, here's here's where this is here's where there's some resolution. This is because this is what I love about comedy. There's a problem, and then there's a resolution. And as far as I can see, there's people in other states. Don't think that this storm affects them, that doesn't care what goes on in California. These are people uh, like in a state like Florida that hate us. And I thought, uh, I'm going to poke at them. What are we going to do? The reason most of us moved out here was because of the weather. Now that our weather is like everybody else's weather, why are we gonna stay? Why? Everybody's like, oh, we don't have to worry about the big tropical storm hitting California. It doesn't affect us. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You better be just as scared as us because we're moving to you. We're moving to you. We're going to your state. and we're gonna have your crappy weather, we're going to your state where there's lower taxes, no homeless, and less cry. We're coming. We're coming. I'm not kidding. What's our incentive to stay here? It's the nice weather. If we don't have that anymore, we're coming for you. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Episode 89. What's his name, Kev? Orny. I want to thank Ernesto Rotado for mastering the audio. I want to thank everyone that listens. Together, everyone. You guys, email me. What's Orny. wrong at OrnyAdams.com. Oh, I was supposed to have a guest yesterday, but... So the storm canceled that, I guess. <laughs> anyway, I look forward to seeing you guys again, episode 90. 90. My tour schedule's at 20 Adams Duck. <clears throat> I just coughed on something. What do you have, out? Slash tour. Oh, good. <clears throat> if I choke to death, it'll be on camera, <clears throat> and then I'm not going to have to get a driver's license with the new picture. And I'm not going to have to. Go on vacation and take my shirt off. What a blessing that would be. And I don't have to get on a plane. And I don't have to see people at the gym bring their dogs anymore. And I don't have to see crappy behavior on the streets. It would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. Thank you.